This is my brother, James Neal. Preached a sermon one time, and a lady came up to me, and she was thanking me for the the good word, and and she was telling me about it, and it had nothing to do with what I preached about. And what that meant to me, and spoke volumes to me, is that God takes the word, and He distributes the bread of life to the people as needed. Isn't that something? That's not my business. That's God's business. My business is to obey the Lord. And so today I want to preach to you about a man by the name of Jabez. And before I uh, start, I want to tell you the origin of this word. I was searching in the Chronicles and the genealogies one time because I heard a minister say that that's what we should do. So I was reading in the fourth chapter of Chronicles. And I found uh, it was really wasn't the most exciting reading. I have to admit that to you. But then I got down to verse 9 in here, and I found something jumped out of the pages of the book. And it's about a guy that I'd never heard of before, and most people probably hadn't. Uh, And it says here that Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. I find this is a fellow that nobody seems to know, let alone talk about, and the next thing I find that is he has a serious name issue, which I personally think plagued him. I find also that he wanted to be blessed. He asked for a blessing and that he prayed to the God of Israel and that God granted him his request. It all seems really real simple. It's a pretty simple process when you stop and think about it. The only time... God's blessings get complicated as when we complicate the process of God. God doesn't have a problem blessing us. God didn't have a problem when He created the heavens and the earth. He didn't get tired. It wasn't too big a job when God said, let there be light. Whoa, there was light. That wasn't a problem for God. When God rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea, it wasn't a problem for him. There was his servant, Moses. And he's standing before the Red Sea. The Red Sea's on one side of him, and Pharaoh's army's on the other side, and about, some people say about three million Israelites in the middle, and, and Moses is standing there. Okay, what do I do now? And God said, what you got in your hand? He said, I got a rod. He said, well, stretch it forth. He stretched the rod forth. And would you believe the waters of the Red Sea began to roll back? Somebody said it was only three inches deep. Well, I don't believe that, but I don't care how deep it is. It started rolling back. Okay? I'm good with that. I don't have a problem with that. You know? (laughs) I mean, what's the big deal? Let's talk about something important. You know, and then an east wind blew and it dried it up and they went over on dry ground. 
And the reason they had the time to do that is because God sent a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day, and it camouflaged the Israelites so that they couldn't be attacked until they went across. And then when they went across, here came Pharaoh's army. Oh, we got this made. This is going to be a cakewalk. And they got down there, and those three inches of water came back and drowned all of them. (laughs) You know. See, this is the very reason I can't get my notes finished, because I can get out there (laughs) preaching about stuff. But I'm going to give it a good try. The first thing I see about Jabez is that Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, whoever his brethren were. But I see him... As an honorable man. You know, I've been a law enforcement officer 27 years, and I've seen some really eerie, scary people. To the point that I I'm a, I don't want to think of myself as jaded. I want to be friends with people. I want to make friends. I'm always trying to make friends with people. But there are people that you never really quite know what they're about. But if you were to introduce me to someone, if some credible person introduced me to someone and said, this person is an honorable man, that would settle the issue right there. That would be, I would be okay with that person. They're honorable. They may not believe exactly like I do. There may be some differences, but if they are honorable, I can live with that. That gives me something to work from. And so, anyway, the, the definition of honorable means in accordance with principles of honor, uprightness, high rank, dignity, distinction, noble, illustrious, distinguished. I believe that Jabez fits some, if not all, of these attributes. The Living Bible says Jabez was more distinguished. The Moffat's translation says Jabez came to more honor than his kinsmen. He was approved of God. Now the name issue. His name is Jabez, it says here. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And apparently, the joy of motherhood didn't overshadow that. And so he was stuck with this name. Poor guy. I always thought of him as being an underdog. I always thought of him as being somebody that never had a chance and never could get anything done and And I don't believe that anymore. And when I got to studying this, I find this is an honorable man. This is a man who did the best he could with what he had to work with. He did the best he could. And yet, he still has this name issue. It's like the fly in the ointment. Everything's going great, except he's held back because of that which has been put on him. Names were important in this culture in which they lived. Names were changed often. And sometimes a name that was given could cause a person to yield to the name or the meaning of that name and set in motion certain things and actions in life, the names of people. David, for instance, was was beloved. He was beloved. He was uh, a man after God's own heart. Uh, Aaron was means A mountain of strength or enlightenment. Isaiah means Jehovah as helper. Jeremiah, Jehovah is high. Gideon, he that bruises and a great warrior. Gideon didn't see himself that way, but God saw him that way and sent the angel of the Lord when Gideon was hiding behind the wine press and he was trying to get some some grain together to feed the threshing wheat behind the wine press. 
And he was trying to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord shows up and says, Hail thou mighty man of valor. He didn't see him that way, but that's the way God saw him. Wouldn't you like to know how God sees you? If God sees you in not a very good light, you know what we can do? We can repent. We can ask God for forgiveness. We can ask God to lead us, lead me into your light. I, I want to be approved of you. I want to walk in your blessing. Zacharias, the father of John, was told by Gabriel to name his son John. Not Zacharias, but name him John, his son. And Zacharias apparently didn't believe what Gabriel said. I mean, how, how could you not believe it if an angel standing there in front of you telling you something? At least act, act like you believe. And, but he act like he didn't believe. And Gabriel said, okay, you're going to be dumb. You can't talk. It's probably a good thing for a lot of us. And I've got myself, I don't know how many times in my life I thought, well, why did I say that? What, what was I thinking? I just did. I wasn't thinking. Anyway, so he was, he was dumb. And uh, that means he couldn't speak. I don't mean he was a dummy. Don't get me wrong. He couldn't speak. And so the time came when the child was born, and everybody's running around the house saying, we're going to call him Zacharias. And Zacharias said, no, no, no. He's shaking his head no. And he asked for a tablet, and he wrote on there, his name is John. Like, what? And they're thinking, where did that come from? Well, I'll tell you where it came from. It came from God. That's where it came from. And because Zacharias means Jehovah is renowned, and that's great. But John means Jehovah has been gracious. So that renowned and that greatness of Jehovah has been brought down to us in a gracious fashion. That's what I want. That's what Jesus did. He put a face on God. He brought the greatness of God down to where you and I live. Hallelujah. That's what we needed. Well, I want to put you in the picture. I've, got, I've had some comments on this, and it's important. What has been spoken over you? What word has been spoken over you? What have you been tagged with? And that word tag, I told Alan, I said, I'm going to use this word tag. And he liked that. He grabbed that word, tag. You know, you see railroad cars tagged and buildings tagged and walls tagged and everything else. Well, guess what? People will tag you if you let them. And it's not their business to do that. I don't care what people think. I care what God thinks. An example of this, and, and, and I want to read some of these things. I, I don't like these words, but they're just words that you hear often. Uh, people can call you stupid, dense, failure, worthless, good for nothing, misfit, strange, weird, ugly, small time, dumb. And here's one specifically that I can relate to recently, and that is loser. The other day, I was talking to my son-in-law, Joe, and he said, hey, I, I ran into so-and-so, some guy I used to know the other day, and you remember him? And I said, oh, yeah, I remember him. And I said, the reason I remember him is because you told me that he called you a loser. And the thing about it, when my son-in-law told me that, Joe told me that, he, he was kind of laughing it off like no big deal. I mean, he didn't seem offended, but I said, you're not a loser. You are a winner. One hundred percent, you're a winner. 
Nobody in this room, as far as I'm concerned, I declare no one in this room or within the sound of my voice is a loser. I just said it, okay? And I speak that above and beyond everything that has ever been spoken over everyone in this room. You are not a loser, you're a winner in God. And I said, I said, no, you're a winner. Do you remember that? And he said, yeah. He said, and, and I drive a train. He dri- he's an engineer. He drives a train. He handles, he's in charge of millions of dollars of, of equipment and, and responsible for many things. And he said, yeah. And you know what, that guy, he's right where he was the last time I saw him. Doing what? Nothing. Right where he was. Joseph the best welder. One of the best welders around. Doesn't claim to be an automobile mechanic, but for some reason can tear a motor down and rebuild it. A good carpenter. A good builder. So no. Just because a guy said you're a loser don't mean nothing. Okay? And when the devil says you're a loser, guess what? He's the loser in this deal. Because he's a liar. The devil is a liar. People will say you will never succeed. You will never get well. You will never amount to anything. You will never do this. You will never do that. And you know what you do? You just go right ahead and do it anyway. That's what I did. I got into carpenter work. I was a pretty good concrete man, but I was trying to learn the carpenter trade. And I worked for these guys. And the guy walked up to me about three weeks later into the deal. And he, and he lets me go. And he pays me off. And he said, Jim, I don't like your work very much. And I think you're in for a lot of disappointment. Well, you know, I was so taken back. I was so devastated by that that I went down to the office where the jobs were and I went and got me another job. And the reason I did that, I had a family to support. I didn't have time to sit around and listen to that nonsense. And that's just what it was. And I did well. And I succeeded. And I got hired. And I, and I made some good money. And I went on to some other things, other jobs. Did I have some disappointments? Yeah, I had a few. Going to have a few more. That's just the way life is, isn't it? Note, the name Jabez didn't change, but his situation and circumstances did change. (laughs) And how did they change? Well, let me tell you what he did. Jabez, now here's on the tail end of this sorrow thing. And, And by the way, that word sorrow means hurt. Pain, distress, sorrow. How do you like somebody to say, hey, here comes distress? Oh, I thought his name was hurt. No, no, that's pain. Right on the tail end of that, here's what Jabez does, this honorable man. Verse 10, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. Good choice. Good choice. Like I said before, don't take a knife to a gunfight. Call on the God of glory. Call on the Lord of Seboah. Call on the God of Israel who made them in the first place. Call on the God of Israel who wants all of us to succeed and to be blessed. And he called on him. And here's what he said. He said, oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed. The word, oh, is like something that comes from deep down within your heart. 
years into the carpenter business, I was asking God to lead me into something else. And it was a great way of life. If I had it to do over, I'd probably do it again. It was a free spirit way of life. If they liked me, good. If they didn't like me, pay me off. I'm going down the road. But it was a great way of life, and it was fun while it lasted, but physically I couldn't keep, keep it up. And so one day I was praying. I've been praying and praying, and I said, Oh, God, I did that. I did that very thing. I know so I can relate to that. Oh, God, open a door for me. It's, I prayed it over and over again until one day something happened, and God opened a door for me. You know what happened? I went to work at a department store in loss prevention, and I caught this guy stealing. And you know what he did? Well, I wore him out. I'll tell you that. Well, if you if you mopped up the parking lot with my body the way he did, you'd be wore out too. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he beat me up pretty bad, and thus God opened a door of opportunity for me. You know. <laughs> Yeah, these these blessings are just everywhere, friends. You know, you got to have faith and reach out and grab these blessings. Pow, pow. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it led me into the career I'm in right now is what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, yeah, he, he did a number on me. But I was courageous. Yeah, especially when the rest of the cops got there and hauled him off. Yeah, that, that'll teach you. That'll learn you. Yeah. Yeah, you come back here. Well, maybe come out here and get you. <laughs> well, he requested a blessing. He requested that God would bless him. Oh, I got to share this with you. And I got to show you something. I remembered the word, the blessings will overtake you, but I couldn't quite find it because I hadn't read it in quite a few years. But I was, I looked over in the, 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, and I realized at that point where I was, and I found this, and I'm reading along here, and I want to tell you something about how the Lord wants to bless us. I just want to inform you that it has been God's plan all along to bless us. Okay? One time I estimated a job. I didn't want to do it. I was busy working. Who has time to make money when you can work? And so I estimated, I didn't, this real estate agent called me, and, and I, finally after about two or three calls, I said, okay, 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 I'll do the job. Tell her uh, $3,500. So anyway, not very. whatever you do, don't hire me as an estimator. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'm a pretty good hand, but anyway, she called me right back and said, she said she'll take it. She wants you to do the job. Okay. So I did the job. I had about 20 hours in the job, and I made a clear $2,700, which that was back in the 80s. Even now, that would be pretty good wages, I think. Then later, I found out that the next bid was $8,000, okay? I mean, there's blessings out there if you want to claim the blessings of God. And so this guy, asked, he had the audacity to ask God for a blessing. Who do you think he was, anyway? You know what? It really wasn't who he was. It's who God is. You see, we've got to get that right. We've got to get that turned around the right way. And so I started looking at these blessings, and he lived in the time that this was freshly on the minds of God's people. 
Caleb, Joshua, all these people. And here's what God said. It shall come to pass. Talking about going in and possessing the land, which is exactly what Jabez is doing. It shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, blessed shalt thou be in the field, blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of the ground, the fruit of the cattle, the increase of your kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. He shall come against thee. They shall come against thee one way and shall flee before you seven ways. You ever have an enemy? Didn't have too many enemies until I signed up in police work. I just really, I just wanted to go eat donuts and wave at people. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really want no enemies, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I retired. I ate my share of donuts, and I re- and I was able to retire then. <laughs> the Lord shall command. How about this? The Lord shall command the blessing. Whoa! Did you hear that? I heard the command of God. Better get start blessing. Shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. He shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. We've left a lot of blessings on the table. Did you know that? There's a lot of unclaimed blessings that we could have claimed. Okay, I'm like reading this. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't remember this being here. And I, I grabbed this little piece of paper right here, this ragged edge. It was over here somewhere to mark this so I wouldn't have to search for it. And I looked at it. It says, blessed. This is a note my mom wrote. My mom passed away in 96. She was a servant of the Lord. And this is a note. Now, this side I had read before, but for some reason I never had really read this side. I've got this note, and here's another note. It's in red, red ink on this side, and changed my heart, oh God. God sent Jesus and anointed him. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. God sent Jesus to save the world and not condemn. And over here it says, it's like a little break in here. And, and in blue ink it says, milk, eggs, ice cream, and butter. <laughs> my mom sent my dad to the store. And then it goes back, God sent Jesus to save and to heal. <laughs> but when I was reading this, I'm reading Deuteronomy 28. And I read this. And here's what it says, Galatians 3.8, Abraham believed God. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We are born of God when we 
when we, it's hard to read this, grow up spiritually and become the image of God. And then it says, Deuteronomy 28. My mom is still preaching the gospel. She was this real quiet, meek, unassuming person, never squeaked, a wheel that never made a noise, and she's still preaching the gospel. Deuteronomy 28, hear this now. You need to hear this. This is my mom talking to us. Bless means to cause to prosper. I need some of that, don't you? I, I'm not smart enough to bless myself. I, I've, already, I've already acknowledged that. I don't have that acumen, you know. Our blessing is conditional. Oh, this is what mom says. Seek after God's way of doing and being. Put away strife. Give. Repent of wrong words and deeds. Do what God says. Okay? You see about the blessing? Yeah, it's conditional. It's based on obedience to God. Abraham did not withhold his son. He obeyed God. If you will listen to the Lord your God. And now listen to this. This is the last part. Joshua put the word in his mouth. He didn't just talk about it from a distance. He put the Word in his, in his mouth. He consumed the Word of God, that what God told him to do, and he went and did what God said to do. Jabez says, Bless me and enlarge my coast. Where in the world did Jabez get the idea that his territory, that's what coast means, that his territory could be increased. Who told him that? Well, it just so happens that there were some people either living at that time or maybe their lives crossed or maybe they had already passed away. I'm not sure about that time frame. But their actions were certainly influential. People like Joshua, Caleb. You see in the 13th chapter of Joshua, God went to Joshua spoke to Joshua and he said, look, man, you're getting really old here. There still yet remains a lot of possessions to possess that aren't being possessed. And then we see, so that's unclaimed blessing that was there for the taking. Then, the next thing we find is Joshua, in the 14th chapter, the 13th verse, calls Caleb and says, hey, man, you can have your promise now. Caleb says, well, okay, I want to take my possession. I want to take possession of what has been given to me. And so he went to take his possession, and he said, by the way, anybody who helps me on this endeavor, I will give them my daughter named Akshah, if they will help me. In the 15th chapter, the 17th verse, Othniel stepped up and said, that would be me. And he helped Caleb. And Caleb gave him his daughter, Akshaw, to marry. In the 15th chapter, 18th, 19th verse, Akshaw approached Caleb. First, she approached her husband, Othniel. And he said, I want you to go ask my dad for a blessing. I don't know what he said, 
But the next thing we read is she got down off her donkey and said, Hi, Dad, Caleb. So my guess is also said, You're on your own on this one. You go talk to your dad. I mean, I'm going to stay out of this. So she goes and she talks to her dad, and he said, well, What can I do for you? You know what she said? Give me a blessing. <laughs> Give me a blessing. Ooh, I couldn't do that. I, I'm, I'm poor. I've taken a vow of poverty. I'm, I knew this lady one time that, that came to our church and left, and along with the other people that, anyway, and, and then they came back a year later, and this lady's walking around like a zombie. And she says, I'm like, I mean, I didn't know whether to call 911 or summon a clergyman. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know, but she says, I'm going. I'm attending a death-to-self school. Well, it sure was working good, you know. She's going to pass with flying colors, <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, some people think you can't ask for a blessing. Well, how in the world are we going to get a blessing if we don't ask God for a blessing? I didn't say I deserved it, Lord. I'm asking you for a blessing in my life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So she said, give me a blessing. You know what Caleb did? He had already given her the south land, whatever that is. But now he gives to her springs of water, both upper and nether springs. And when you talk in terms of agricultural issues, when you've got water, that's a game changer. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen to that? Yeah, I got a few hungry cows. I'm not a cattle baron, but I got hungry cows, and that's all they do is eat. I need rain to have water and hay so they can eat. What a life. Nothing to do but eat. Man. You know, and he said that your hand would be upon me. Anybody ever heard of the mighty hand of God? Come on. The mighty hand of God. The Lord's hand, according to Isaiah, is not short that He cannot save. His hand is right there. And finally, I close my message by saying, and He said that you would keep me from evil. There's plenty of evil to go around. There's plenty of causes to go around. There's plenty of things that we can attach ourselves to that would distract us from serving the Lord. Did you know that? I mean, there's animal issues, planet issues, like we're going to save the planet. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's. He owns it. And the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. Where did we ever get the idea we owned it? We don't own it. He owns it. So if we would fall on our face before God and repent of our sin and the things that, and our unbelief, God would work in our behalf and we would have clean water and clean air. And we would have prosperity again. I'm not being political. I'm saying that worldwide. That goes way back. Way back. And then he says that it would not grieve me or hurt me. Those things that had been spoken over him, that name that had been spoken over him, that which limited him to what he wanted to do. Why did he want to enlarge his coast? Because he, he wanted more influence, more responsibility. 
Nothing wrong with that. It was God's idea in the first place. A distraction. And so when he says, keep me from evil, it's like, I don't want to get all this blessing and then have, and then I fall into some kind of evil and I sabotage myself. Keep me from evil. I said in the last service, I was talking about this prayer of Jesus where he said, lead us not into temptation. And I, and I, when I heard that for years, I, I, why would God lead us into temptation in the first place? And that's not what he meant. And I heard a minister say that what that really means is, He's praying and he's asking God. He's praying and he said, Lord, don't let my path, my weakness, cross paths with an opportunity for me to fail. I had a problem with drugs. Don't let me cross paths with someone that might enable me. If I had a problem with pornography that I would not... My path would not cross someone that would influence me wrong. If I had a problem with gambling or any number of issues that I would not, that my path would not cross someone, and then everything that God did would be for nothing. You know what? We're not going to let that happen. We're not going to let that happen. I want to close the service now. And I'd like to have a few minutes of prayer. And... I'd like for us to agree together. And I want to ask you something. What has been spoken over you? What words have been pronounced over you that you didn't need? I can think of a lot of things that were said in my lifetime by people that I don't know why they said them. They said things that that troubled me for years. I, I remember in class one day, I in the seventh grade, in the seventh grade, we were asked to memorize a little piece of, of a, something in a paragraph. It was easy. But people, the class wasn't cooperating, so the, the teacher was vexed about it. And so he started at this end of the class, and he had everybody go down. He went down, everybody had to quote it. Then he went down this row, everybody had to quote it. Then he came down this row, and he was getting closer to me. The problem was, I had the worst case of hay fever, I never knew anybody had it like I had it. Ever. Ever. And I had handkerchiefs in all my pockets and big wet spots. My eyes were just running with water. I mean, my eyes were red and and I finally figured out what to do. If I could excuse myself like I was going to go to the restroom and go out in the hall and find a water fountain, if I could dab cold water on my eyes, it would stop that momentarily. I would get about 20 minutes of relief. Well, it wore off. And so he gets to me, and all of those people were looking at me. And I was humiliated because the boys, the guys were saying, hey, man, what's the matter with you crying all the time? You know what I mean? How that would affect a a young teenage man, boy. And I just could not say it, what he wanted said. And he said to me, Jim, I believe your cup has run over. I knew what he meant. And I wish he hadn't have said it because it wasn't true. 
That's one of those tags that people can put on you that hurt you that you didn't need. I've had to do all kinds of memory work in my life. And how in the world did I get through 25 years at a police department when all we did was write? On TV, they catch bank robbers every day. But in, but in the real world, you write, write, write. Paragraphs, paragraphs, essays. You write all the time. And I could always write because I love to read. But that's just an example of how somebody can straddle you with a title or a name. When they, they may, and I don't really think he meant to hurt me, but it wasn't a good thing. I didn't need that as a seventh grader in school. Now, I could tell you other things, but we don't have time for that. And you know what? Every one of you can probably tell a similar story of something that somebody has said. I want to pray with you, and I want us to pray, Lord, help me to continue calling upon you. Help me to keep asking for your blessings. If you haven't asked for God's blessings because you think you're not worthy, or because you know you've done some bad things in your life, you know what I want you to do? I want you to ask God for His blessings anyway. Will you do that? Help me reject unwanted and unneeded tags. Help me to claim all of your blessings that you have for me. Help me to always grasp the mighty hand of God. And help me to always walk in your approval. And then we find in verse 10 that God granted him that which he requested. He wanted to do it in the first place. That's what he wanted to do all along. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many would say this morning, this, this word has found a place in my heart that which I have need. This word has found that vulnerable spot. I need God's help. I need God's hand of mercy. I wonder if we can have the prayer team come up. And and I, I don't want you to leave today until you do business with God, until you, you pour your heart out. If you're on the prayer team, please come up and I want you to I want you to give yourself to God in a new way today. And ask God to help you. And someone will pray with you and agree with you. And when you leave this place today, that, that which is that which has plagued you, that tag that was upon you will no longer be there. We refute that tag, that name. you need deliverance we'll pray for you for deliverance in the hand of the Lord hallelujah if you have a need let's all stand together if you have a need come on down we're going to worship for a few minutes pray for these that have come if you have to leave you're dismissed God bless you and go with God if you need to leave We'll dismiss the service, but right now we're going to pray a prayer of faith for each one.